And welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Podcast, the show where we look at those good movies you love, those bad movies you hate, and the ugly movies that just make you want to build an arc and float away from it all. Hello, guys. I'm Mark. Hey, I'm Kelly. <laughs> and I am Charles. And I'm laughing because it's the second time. So if you're if you're watching this live, we apologize. And if you listen to this in the recording, you don't know what's going on. So that's all good. Um, it's got deja vu. Yeah, it is. Was it The Matrix? All right, Mark, tell us what this episode is. Well, this episode, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not Kevin Spacey movies, because literally (laughs) 10 minutes after I announced my picks, my friend Toby sent me the link to the story, and I don't even think he was listening to the podcast. I think it was Happenstance. Uh, So we rethought it. We actually considered doing Kevin Spacey movies, and we thought, nah, with everything going on, we probably shouldn't. Kevin Spacey it had been one of my favorite actors of all time. I love America. I love him in American Beauty. I wanted to do him as the antagonist uh, because he's he plays uh, a lot of bad guys. So, you know, Charles mentioned like we we didn't want it to seem like we were making light of the situation. You know, as him as the antagonist because of the the story that had come out. So I really wanted to do Edison Force for reasons I'll get into later because I don't want to tell you what pick it is of mine. But uh, so we we kept it with uh, Morgan Freeman movies because he's in that as well. So we've got Edison, we've got Shawshank Redemption, and we have Evan Almighty. Uh, <laughs> so do y'all want to guess what my picks are one more time, Kelly? Uh, yeah. So I I'm gonna guess Shawshank is good, um, Evan Almighty is ugly, and Edison is bad. And see, I'm gonna say Edison is your ugly, and Evan Almighty is your bad. Um, but yes, I am in agreement on Shawshank Redemption. That has to be your top one. And <laughs> I'm going to pretend like you didn't just tell us a second what? ago in our screw-up. What? Uh, uh, yes. It is, in fact, my good. Uh, let's read the synopsis first. Okay. After the murder of his wife, hotshot banker Andy Dufresne is sent to Shawshank Prison, where the usual unpleasantness occurs. Over the years, he retains hope and eventually gains the respect of his fellow inmates, especially longtime convict Red Redding, a black marketeer, and becomes influential within the prison. Eventually, Andy achieves his ends on his own terms. And here is the trailer. trailer. Yeah, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard all the evidence. I submit that this was not a hot-blooded crime of passion. Consider this. A revolver holds six bullets, not eight. That means that he fired the gun empty and then stopped to reload. By the power vested in me by the state of Maine, I hereby order you to serve two life sentences back to back. One for each of your victims. So be it. Send you here for life? That's exactly what they take. I believe in two things. Discipline. Help me! In the Bible. Here you'll receive both. Andy came to Shawshank Prison in 1947. Why'd you do it? I didn't, since you asked. <laughs> you can fit right in. I must admit, I didn't think much of Andy the first time I laid eyes on him. He had a quiet way about him. A walk and a talk that just wasn't normal around here. There are places in the world that aren't made out of stone. There's something inside that they can't touch. What are you talking about? Hope. Let me tell you something, my friend. Hope is a dangerous thing. Damn it, friend, you're putting me behind. Hope can drive a man insane. You better be sick or dead in there, I kid you not. 
better get used to that idea. Oh, my holy God. I guess it comes down to a simple choice, really. Too busy living. You get busy dying. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. That's damn right. I mean, just the soundtrack is is amazing. <laughs> Thomas Newman, he's one of my favorite composers as well. But uh, this is, in fact, my good pick. Really? Uh, yes. And and uh, as I've said, probably top five of all time, uh, all time movies. This and ironically, uh, American Beauty, uh, with Kevin Spacey. But let's not mention him again. Uh, so this, uh, you know, this movie has everything. It's so well written. It's so profound. But it also has really great humor. It's got a great plot. It's got a great plot twist at the end. Um, it's got a lot of heart to it. And, I, I mean, there's just everything to love about this movie. So I guess I'm just, I just want to see all of the reactions. What are your thoughts about this movie? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. It's, it. To me, this is the kind of movie that feels like it's, you know, it, when push comes to shove, it's like more of a, a guy's movie, I guess. Um, you know, I, it, it kind of falls in the prison movies, gambling movies, mobster movies. I mean, those, all that kind of stuff feels like it's geared mostly towards men. But this is a, an example of it being pulled off in such a way that I think it, it can and does appeal to women, too. I mean, I like you said, it's just so well made the, the performances are amazing um it, it's just a really good human story so yeah. oh, i love it I, I, I really do i think um i yeah, i say it's one of the best movies of all time i think it's what is it number one currently on imdb oh i didn't know that at a ranking i didn't see that yeah i think it, i think it's being the godfather and all that so nice and i just cut you out of the shot there you are oh, thanks um, a lot but yeah, but, no, no, I I love the Shawshank Redemption. It's one of the, if not the best Stephen King adaptation, well, yeah. I think easily. And most people don't know it's based on a Stephen right. King short story, right? Um, which reminds me of actually, have we have we mentioned how we met? No, no, we haven't. How did we meet? It was in prison. How do you not? What do you mean? How did we meet? We were cellmates. <laughs> Good God, Charles! We were cellmates. Yeah. Not in, not it wasn't like this kind of a prison, but it was. You oh, know, oh, oh, oh! Well, the cellmate, you're stretching that. It was one night, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I was in for tax evasion, but yeah. they had the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember. Like I, re- and, I remember now. I'm were, like, wait. Jeez. I'm sorry. I didn't know. It's a pretty oh, unique you, story, but I know, I know. I thought you were going to talk about the in-house arrest that one time, but. I don't know. Well, it's not going to end up that. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Let's leave that for day. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think this movie is largely great because of Morgan Freeman. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of other things that make it great. But his performance, uh, and it, it really shows off his range as an actor, too, because you see him being the powerful marketeer in the prison who can get everything for everyone. But then you also see him really vulnerable when he gets out and he has to try to adapt to the real world. And he's now not the master of this world. He's got to... You know, he's got to make a decision whether he wants to go back to prison or or go um, somewhere else. I get guess busy we don't living get, or just... get busy trying or dying. Dang straight. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean. Censoring yourself there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you bleeped me last episode. I did bleep you. I did not remember cussing. I was like, wait, I didn't actually cut. I think I, I think I was doing a, like a drawback the word thing, but I couldn't, probably... I couldn't tell. So I better like, safe than sorry. I was like, you know, we're we're a family podcast. I don't know if anybody realizes that, but it's true. It's sorry. It's an awkward gap. <laughs> What'd you say? It's an awkward silence. Yeah. As if we're all contemplating. <sighs> Are we really a family podcast? I think so. I think I, I always check uh, kid friendly on the Facebook thing. Oh my God. What have you done, Charles? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but I mean, what do y'all think of, of Morgan Freeman's acting in this movie? I mean, it could it be any better? I don't know. I mean, he's... He really is a great actor. He's kind of known. I, I he's kind of caricaturized as you know the one who always plays God right. in these movies and stuff like that. But he really is a great actor. Yeah, he is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, he's. I've never seen him. I mean, he's been in somewhat subpar movies, but he's never subpar himself. I mean, right. even in a bad role, he somehow makes it work. He's just he's so talented. Charles, well, I mean, you had yes. taken it all in. Yes, <laughs> sorry. I, I yes, he he's very talented. I um, I was trying to think of like the best, most iconic Morgan Freeman movies, and I'm just thinking, Driving Miss Daisy, mm-hmm. Glory. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it Bruce Almighty, maybe not so much Heaven Almighty. Um, but yeah. Um, but anyway, I was going to say that, so those, those are some of the more iconic ones, and it's funny because I wouldn't necessarily think of this one, even though it clearly is, and I, mm-hmm. I, I think it is probably his best performance, um, so yeah, uh, but I also, I, I, Tim Robbins is also excellent in this movie, I mean, it, yeah. it couldn't work without him right. as much, um, so. But I, I wouldn't say this equals Tim Robbins' performance in Howard the Duck. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> What possibly could? <laughs> There's a duck at him. <laughs> I, you know, on the way over here, I was thinking uh, Shawshank could not work without Morgan Freeman, but I think it could have worked without Tim Robbins. I think somebody could have played that role as well as he did, but but not Morgan Freeman's playing Red. And and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I, he Tim Robbins is great in this. Uh, you know, he pulls it off. But I think other people could have done that. But it would have been really hard to do it with with Red's character. I would agree. And the the plot of this, I mean, I don't. It it's such an iconic movie. I almost want to get into the spoilers, but uh, but I won't. But the plot twist at the end and the justice that is served to the horrible people in the movie, I'll say, yeah, is just great. The scene where the where the warden flips the shoebox open, and then you hear the siren go off. It's like, oh yeah, it's happening. No, yeah, and, it, and it's one of those movies that just really engages you from the get go. I mean, it really is. There's not, there's not a bad note in the movie. This movie's almost so good. There's not much to say about it. <laughs> oh, and on a completely side note, I meant to do this in the intro, um, and I had two times to do it, and I still didn't do it. <laughs> you had two chances. Two Charles. chances. The the last time, uh, you know, we did the you know the slasher or not slasher we did the the movies based on ed gein and in the texas chainsaw 3d movie there was one thing i forgot to talk about that i really want to talk about and that was when the police officer shoots the girl that pops up out of the thing he shoots her in the head do you remember this part 
Wait, wait, which one? Texas Chainsaw 3D. 3D. And yeah, and that's the, what I thought. But I don't remember, remember the cop that goes scene. into the house, and the uh, the friend, the the slutty friend. Yeah, I remember that. Pops up out of the thing, gets shot by the cop. Oh, an accident. Okay. And they never address it ever again. It's like a goofy little <laughs> yeah. moment. I just. I, I feel like that has to be out there to people. It has to be said. That was one of the worst moments of the movie. Like, yeah. that was... Yeah. Also, she died in... Uh, well, you know. Yeah, they never explained anything, yeah. Which which kind of ties into our to our next pick, actually. Okay. Uh, so that'll move... Because there's a scene like that in this movie, I think. Uh, Edison Force 2005. <laughs> or Edison. Uh, this is my bad pick. Yeah! Kelly's right. Uh so this was one of those movies I bought when I was young and naive, and I thought I that... was wondering why you owned it. I really <laughs> yeah. was uh, because because I I liked Kevin Spacey. I saw Kevin Spacey, Morgan Freeman, Justin Timberlake, Elul Cool J. It's got to be a great movie, right? <laughs> and look at all these big names. So I just bought the DVD. It was like four ninety nine or something, which should have cued me off. And I got home and watched. I'm like, this is a terrible movie. It is terrible. I think we've all been we've all been there, <laughs> yeah. Mark. We've been burned by the by the, the bargain bin. It's right. so <laughs> the made for TV bargain bin. Yeah, I mean, I I would like to say that that's why I bought Super Mario Brothers. But yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen it before in theaters, so it doesn't really. I that's knew kind it. of a that's kind of a cult classic. I I think there are people who like that, aren't there? Ah, uh, well, maybe I liked it when maybe I was I'm young, one of them. I, I don't like, know. I'm just <laughs> I was like pleasure. elementary school age, so I just liked that it was Mario. Oh my god. Mario, Mario. So I'm so I'm watching this movie, and I think the moment that I got turned off to this movie as I was viewing it was when Morgan Freeman uses the the P U S S Y word. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to hear Morgan Freeman say that. Come on, he plays God and Evan Almighty and and Bruce Almighty. So, in the movie's defense, it was a little better than I remembered it. Uh, in Morgan Freeman, kind of carries it a little bit. Kevin Spacey's good in it. Uh, but Justin Timberlake is not great. Yeah, Justin Timberlake's awful uh, in this movie, and I, I, I like Justin Timberlake for the most part. I, I mostly like him from Social Network, um, but I don't know this one. He was just really bad in this one. I, it was he was just totally miscast. I'll say that. I think he was miscast, and I think the role was not deep enough. Was not complex enough of a character. He didn't have enough. Like they tried to like. Hey, they beat up his girlfriend, so now he's got something to prove. Yeah. And now he's really getting into it. But I still didn't feel like he had enough uh, buy-in to this whole this whole journey of his. Like, well, you know, the the best person in the movie was Dylan McDermott. <laughs> I mean, he oh, plays no, a good bad no, guy. No, he wasn't. He plays a good I'm, bad guy. No, but he doesn't. He was he way was, over the top. Yes, it was yeah. so mean when he's like sh- murdered someone and then he's snorting cocaine off. It's almost like a, a parody of. A bad cop movie <laughs> of another Dylan McDermott character, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it reminded it me a lot awesome. of the Nicolas Cage, uh, the what's the new recent Nicolas Cage movie? The oh, I God. could not tell bad you. Bad Lieutenant, and I'm proud to say that Bad Lieutenant. It's very similar, over the top ridiculousness. Go ahead, Kelly. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, it just in that talking about like overacting and being over the top and ridiculous, like the scene where. Um, he's complaining to his boss in the parking garage and he's like, why aren't you taking my side? Why didn't you? And he's like crying and just one, a hair's breadth away from stamping his foot and like beating his fists on the ground. I mean, it was ridiculous. Let's talk about spoilers in this movie though. Cause like even the part where he gets shot, is like so random and weird. weird. And the, and the, and John Hurd, John Hurd's a great actor. Yeah. It's like, yeah. What is he doing in this? Well, um, my take on the writing, it, this 
this felt like it was written by a really smart 23 year old <laughs> like he knew all the legal terms no. but he didn't know enough about how to tell a story That's to, to 23 year olds man this movie's terrible <laughs> i know what you what were you saying well i was no i was just You're saying defending like, the the made-up 23 year old yes it's like, <laughs> yes i am <laughs> but it just felt like it wasn't man, a 23 year old could have written a better would have written yeah. a better movie but i mean some young some young inexperienced person who was smart enough to know about the you know corrupt world you know and, and to have all these moving parts and the, what do they call it a, a covert um i forget what they called the actual city it was a covert anar- anarchy or something like that where fasc- covert fascist state you know where they're all the companies are working together to and frat. W- whatever and and they never like they're like look at these evil corporations and they just show a building without anything on it like and the globotech over here and it's just another building with that like i want to see these buildings I and these really, guys associated i don't even understand what the i don't know i don't understand the movie to be honest like yeah, that was the other thing, yeah, what the plot was. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. They don't really explain it. It just kind of ends. and. Well, and I couldn't figure out, like, what was it? I mean, I know it was kind of a small-time paper that um, Morgan Freeman and Justin Timberlake were working for, but it's like, at one point, Justin was like, I just want to win a Pulitzer. And it's like, do you? Because it seems like you're basically an intern. I don't, I, but it, it just seemed... He was like chasing this big break, chasing his Pulitzer, and and he's, I don't know. It just felt like his first job right out of school, yeah. and he had no no experience, and his standards were way too high. Yeah. I don't know. And then Morgan Freeman just throws him his Pulitzer, like use it as a paperweight, kid. I don't care. I'm <laughs> I'm burned out, obviously. If you couldn't tell, you know. Okay, so. Why was this a Kevin Spacey antagonist movie? Originally? Yeah, that was kind of fudging that a little bit. Okay, because the main character, like LL Cool J, is kind of a is kind of on the bad side, and so Kevin Spacey's antagonistic in that way. Okay, well, that was gonna be my. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, when I was watching it, I was like. All right, the twist has got to be Kevin Spacey's the bad guy. He's pulling the strings, oh, yeah. and it's like, yeah, no, sorry. there's no, no but it, <laughs> yeah. it, it made the movie somewhat more interesting, and <laughs> right? And then it never happened. It never and... happened. I'm just like, well, wait, he didn't do anything bad. He was, he's like, you're the only one that could fix this. Yeah, <laughs> he was, <laughs> yeah. I was was Kevin Spacey's hair yes. a bit weird. Yes. yes, yes, it reminded me. Of George Costanza's hair in the episode of Seinfeld where he gets two K. Yeah, it bad. looked exact. It was like from the same prop closet. I'm quite sure. Well, Kevin Spacey was asked in an interview about you know one of the worst movies he's made, and he like instantly said this movie. Well, how did this movie get made? That's what <laughs> I, I don't, don't understand. Know. Like, it's so tone deaf, and everybody is. I don't. Nobody gives a good performance except maybe Morgan Freeman, yeah. but even that's stretching it. Yeah. I don't know. I some of the things I liked, I liked what it. Well, it was in it was in the '90s, but it felt like a, it was in the it was uh, made in 2005, but it felt like a '90s movie. It did. It felt like really old, but I liked some of the things they did with color. They had a lot of just kind of scenes that were flooded with just a single color, monochromatic. Uh, I kind of liked some of the action sequences, uh, and it was funny because as I was watching the DVD, there was a Steven Seagal preview. And, like, that started to make sense that this is the same audience. And how we need to do a Steven Seagal episode at some point. Why not? Because this is, uh, that preview made me want to watch. You know he lives in Russia now, right? Like. That's crazy. We'll do it. Okay. Maybe that'll that'll be my next picks. But, uh. Christian says Super Mario is the bee's knees. Thank you, Christian. Yeah. See? Do you like Super Mario? I'm not going to say. 
I'm not going to say it. Is it this may, your, it is may this... come up sometime. <laughs> By the way, we didn't show the trailer for That's Edison. true, yeah. Or you guys ready to see the trailer? Yeah. Let me see. Um, I'm going to do the trailer first, and you can pull up the synopsis. All right. Sounds good. my money that's all my money welcome to the majors your buddy he came at you with a knife now tell me what happened he came after me with a knife in the city of edison there's a network of corruption no one dares to challenge 12 million dollars cash it is leadership and the founders you just showed me the bones of a covert fascist state until one reporter threatens to blow it all wide open i will tell you everything you want to know about the trial the da's office doesn't comment on unsubstantiated accusations this is tyranny when you see it you're obligated to yell Justice is setting up a task force. That kind of puts a little crimp in your better Edison thing, doesn't it? This kid Pollock, he's like a pup with a bone. It's a kid. Let's finish this thing. Now, to stay alive. He'll need to join up with a cop on the inside. You're the only one that can put an end to this now. These guys, they're relentless. Are you sure you want this? What do you think? Keep your head down. Good times. And now you know. Uh, and the synopsis is, John, <clears throat> excuse me, Josh Pollock, a naive and ambitious reporter, is convinced that Frat, an elite force within the Edison Police Department, is corrupted. Working on a homicide case, he begins to unearth evidence which suggests that the entire justice system is willingly turning a blind eye to the abuses of this force. When his life and that of his girlfriend are threatened from the research, he joined forces with his editor, a once-famous reporter and renowned private detective, to bring down the frat and everyone behind it. What? Oh, and uh, also the guy from Princess Bride plays the mayor or congressman or whatever. Uh, We haven't mentioned that yet. Yep, and he has that one big scene where he just drops a million F-bombs. Yeah, and you know, it felt like he was supposed to be the big bad, right? Like yeah. he would, and, but then he just kind of faded from existence. Well, that's after, a, that's another. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I yeah. thought, I thought Kevin Spacey and him were going to be the ones that pulling the strings, but it was just nothing came of that. Right. And I don't really understand the whole thing with LL Cool J and his fiance about why he couldn't marry her or what. I, I never understood. Which because side frat of, don't marry. Which side of that issue he was on? Did he really love her and? Or was he? Yeah. I, okay, I, I just didn't understand that. He was he was a teddy bear at heart, man. He was the good guy. He was actually, actually, I, I take that back. He was the best thing in this movie. I, I think he did well. Yeah, he did. That I was really, not in her head. I, I mean, honestly, because I'm I'm not normally a big LL Cool J fan, um, but this one actually he had strong acting chops. He was he was good at it. 
Um, he was the most interesting character. Yeah, I believed him in yeah. this role. Yeah. All right, so you ready for the next one? Well, you had mentioned the girlfriend, the girl getting yeah, killed yeah. in the other movie. And the girlfriend in this movie, like, she gets beat up. She's a, kind of a major player at the beginning with him and yeah. his motivation. And then we never hear from her again. Yeah. There's that one scene where he's, like, hugging her unconscious yeah. body, you know, as the credits roll. But yeah. <laughs> anyway. So yeah. go check it out, guys. We highly suggest <laughs> you spend your money on this. No, no. Yeah, and you can, uh, we actually found it on Pluto TV, the app. Um, so if, if you want to watch it for free on that, if you want to check it out, although I'm not really recommending to do that. I've got a copy of the DVD. If you want that, guys, I'll ship it off to one of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like the ring. You gotta get somebody to watch yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Seven days, and you'll also regret you're spending this money. All right. Let's move on to Evan Almighty. All right. 2007. Do you want to do synopsis first yeah, or trailer first? Yeah, let's do synopsis first. Okay. Evan Baxter is a rising congressman with a bright future and his goal to change the world. God hears this message and decides to give him a hand. Delivering Evan the material and the animals, he sets Evan the task of building an ark. After trying to ignore God as much as possible, Evan eventually goes ahead with the plan, even if the other congressman and his family think he's mad. <laughs> how can this be your ugly pick on this list it's well you know and i was i was kind of going with the role of morgan freeman and playing god like this to me is like kind of a classically ugly you know it's you know it works like he plays a good god you know morgan he freeman does. dressed in all white with the kind of white in his beard and the white tie and um mm -hmm. i don't know it's just funny this i would much rather watch this movie again than edison all right, well, let's... Is that fair? Let's, All right, let's, let's watch, watch the trailer. trailer. Here let we the, go. Let the people decide. I am successful, powerful, handsome, happy. Newly elected Congressman Evan Baxter's life... What are we going to do? ...was going exactly as planned. There he is. The big kahuna. I think I have to do the dance. Do the dance. Mm, 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 mm. Until he met someone. Ah! Ah! With a plan of his own. Who are you? I'm God. Flood's coming, and I want you, Evan Baxter, to build an ark. Uh, yeah. Ain't that look too dumb? Well, today must be my lucky day. Now, no matter where he turns, those animals are following me. See, if you had an ark, you'd have a place to put them all. Oh! No matter what he does. Wow, what's with the scruffle, mountain man? Whenever I shave, the beard grows right back in. Even what happened? Did you fall in a mine shaft? Did you just come out of a coma? No. Were you attacked by a werewolf? There's just no escaping. Obviously, the stresses of this office have proven too much for you. His destiny. I lost my job, everything. Why are you doing this? Why me? You want to change the world, son. So do I. Here we go. Gentlemen, I have come up with a little construction project for us this weekend. Oh! The whole weekend? Oh! Yes. Maybe a couple weekends after that. You're talking about building a boat. It might be something fun for the family. Be great in case it floods or something. From the director of Bruce Almighty comes the next chapter in the almighty story of them all. I know that this doesn't make any sense. I just want you to trust me. Dad, I'm with you. Me too. 
Is that a llama with a hammer? Let's finish this sucker. This summer, his name is Evan Baxter, but now he goes by New York's Noah. Heaven's Evan, the weirdo with a beardo. When it comes to saving the world, some assembly may be required. Thanks. I can't even get my cat to use the little box. People, the flood is imminent. Is it too much to ask for a little precipitation? Evan Almighty. Everybody hang on! So that was Evan Almighty trailer. So I I had thought about Bruce Almighty, but that's I remember that being a better movie, like more from between more towards the good side of than ugly. I like Bruce Almighty. Yeah. I do. So uh, that's why I picked it. Because I wanted to do Morgan Freeman as God, I think he he I think he pulls it off. Even though this is a silly kind of chintzy movie, geared more towards family friendly kids, I, like our show is. But <laughs> no, I mean it's it is I I don't know. It's just that it's it's crazy how much of a different tone it has from the first movie. Considering yeah. it's the yeah, same yeah. director and, and and all the you know the actors, I just I feel like the first movie, like you said, was more for adults and but it actually had more heart and it. You know, this one is like really we're gonna do an arc and really rip off the Santa Claus, like you said. Yeah, where he shaves and the beard grows back. If y'all have ever seen the Santa Claus rip off of of kind of of that, but not the nineteen fifty nine correct Mexican movie, yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. If you please, uh, I do please, but uh, the the scene at the beginning where they're like, "What do you pray about, Evan?" And they're just like they're about to go to sleep for the night, and like I pray for this. I don't know. It's all of the six fourteen stuff. Uh, they they kind of laid that on pretty thick. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Kelly. What did you think? Yeah, I mean they did. I think I think sometimes directors or scriptwriters or whoever take Steve Carell for granted, and they assume that his style can carry off any brand of wacky humor and. To an extent, he can. Like this would have been an even worse movie if somebody else had been playing him. Uh, but this is just over the top and goofy. And I don't know. He didn't really have very good chemistry with Lauren Graham and no, and no. I hope I love. Not at all. Uh, so I, it just, I, I don't know. It's like a goofy screwball movie. But I still I agree with you, Mark, that I would rather watch this again than Edison. Well, I, I definitely would. But that's I just. <laughs> I, to me, they're just kind of both bad movies. Both bad, yeah. Yeah. You didn't like the Dancing Monkeys? No. <laughs> no. I didn't like John Goodman. I didn't like the dance at the end. It, it almost felt like they were setting it up with... Uh, who's the other Daily Show guy that was the reporter in this movie? I'm blinking out. I, don't, um, I, don't I forget his name. I'll look it up in a second. But Because uh, he was Ed, the reporter. What's it? Yeah, Ed... Ed Helms. Ed Helms, or, yes. That's yeah. correct. Ed Helms mm. plays a reporter in this one, so it's almost like they're setting it up for Ed Helms to be, well, and he's you know, like, Ed Almighty. This and, and Evan Almighty's Evan's a builds a garden now. with this. Like he's a congressman. He went from yeah, report. just like, a reporter to congressman. Yes, silly. whatever. I just, yeah. I didn't. Just that happens all yeah. the time. Of course, I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but you know, it's kind of ridiculous. Between that's your one linking <laughs> thing besides Morgan Freeman is God. Mm-hmm. Not just anybody can run for office, Charles, and and make it. 
you really have to be politically. Oh, no. Sure. I'm not touching that one. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Trump baiting him. I know. I'm not don't touching do it, it. Don't do it. I'm not touching that one. Uh, let's see. Let me let me consult my notes. Uh, I like the 40-year-old Virgin Mary that they had. Did y'all catch that? They drove no. past a movie theater, and above the marquee it said, the 40-year-old Virgin Mary, mm-hmm. as obviously referenced so to his role. best jokes in the background. <laughs> oh, come on. Wanda Sykes? Come on, guys. All right, I like Wanda, Wanda Sykes. I like Wanda Sykes. A classic, you know, ugly movie star. No, yes. no that's not fair. <laughs> her humor, I it, mean, I don't know. I like Wanda Sykes. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. I just don't think she'd ever be in any good movies we ever do in this podcast. <laughs> is, I mean, is that... I mean, all right. Okay, it's, it's accurate. I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with that. But. What was her line? You are not Whoopi. She had a lot of... She had a lot of, like, one-liners that could have been really good, but they were just really mediocre mm-hmm. uh, in terms of comedy. Gotta love Morgan Freeman's name tag that said Al Mighty... Yeah. Right. Do y'all get it? I don't know if you got <laughs> yeah. it. You see, when you put them together, okay. Oh, my favorite part. That was probably way too loud, but my favorite part is at the end, after everything, the arc has has gone all the way up to the White House or the con- or you know, obviously not the White House, the uh, Congress, so the House of Congress. So bad. Uh, but at, anyway, after all of that, and uh, Evans like in the field with his family that he's reconnected with, and and God shows up, and Ev- Evans like. Didn't you know all along this was going to happen? Yeah. Like, wait, what? Of course he did. Little nudge. You knew the whole time, didn't you? It's, he's God. Of course he knew the whole time. Why would you say that? Yeah. You knew it was the dam that was going to break and not a real blood. Did... How horrible. Come on. a crappy plot right. twist. And. But it's kind of. Okay, but it is reminiscent of the first movie where he had just given him like a little section of the world to kind of control. Yeah. Not that that's not weird too, but yeah. The the good news is we now know how we need to finish out this episode. How's that? Do the dance, Charles. No. Do the dance, <laughs> Kelly. Come on. No. Come on, guys. No, no, no. It's... Uh, <laughs> you do it so so well, Mark. <laughs> Thank so you. All right. Way better. Way better. You, than you could like see part of my jeans and a yeah. shirt, and that's it. <laughs> I was watching the feed instead of you. It's. Is, that, is this any better than the yes, movie? Yes, it is actually. It's at least as good as the movie. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. It's amazing. Oh, leaps and bounds. But the, okay, oh. were they trying to do like the whole like it's good thing from the first movie where God was copying Jim Carrey? It's good. It's good. I don't know. I guess. I guess. It's so bad. The other, I don't want to get too much into religion, but like <laughs> that, you know, they try to play off like, you know, Let's build an ark that will save the rainforest or save the national parks. But, but you know the original story, like, was wiping out the entire human like race. Everybody. And they address it, you know. That, and, and, uh, what, did Morgan, you, what did you think of the, the Russell Crowe? Oh, I never saw Noah it. Noah movie? The Russell Crowe uh, Noah oh, movie. No, man. I never saw it. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. But, they, but they play it off like, you know... Some people say this story is about destruction, but I say it's about love. Walking into like, yeah, I don't know. No, maybe. It's not, yeah. If when you read the Old Testament, you're like, oh, this, you know, this was a different time. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I don't want to get to politics and religion. What, what what other third rail should we grab tonight? Uh, children and dogs. Yeah. I uh, I feel like we need to clear the air with Betsy. What? I called Charles's dog overweight today, and I feel like he's just resenting me now 
No, I, uh, I'm really sensitive about Betsy's weight. I am. Everyone, everyone that's came over recently oh has, has said that. Oh man, you're a little chubster. It's like, it's like she's doing the best she can, guys. She's on a diet. She's, anyway, I'm working on it. I'm sorry, working Charles. on it. It's it's okay. I just pray about it tonight. You're about the tenth may, person. That's... Pray about it tonight, and maybe God will come to you and have you build a kennel or something, or a, a doggy park or something for the whole neighborhood. So. Maybe you knew this was gonna happen, All God. Right. Okay. Kelly, so, anything else to say about Evan Almighty? I, I do not have anything else to say about Evan Almighty. But. We've said most that can be said here. Yeah. I, I need to go back and watch Bruce Almighty because it's been a while since I'd seen it's it. It's good. I like Bruce Almighty. I remember liking it, but. It's funny. I went with Evan. So. I, think he, I mean, I think you made the right choice in, in the context of the Between episode. these two. Yeah, and it was a good save because, you know, Kevin Spacey did this. You, you kind of came up with this topic really quickly. Yeah, it was, uh, it was off the cuff yeah. with the Morgan Freeman movies. I meant to show this last time, too. My, my sister oh, actually got little... me this, and I had it in the background. It's a little leather face. Plush leather face. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Nice. Okay, so uh, I guess it's Kelly's pick next time. I'm excited. She, she, I do not know what it's going to be, but she said she can't wait to debate it with me. So I'm curious. Yes. Okay. So are you ready? Yes. My, uh, so this is kind of playing off a topic that I did a while back. Um, the topic before was classic tearjerkers. And this time we're going to do modern tearjerkers. Oh, oh no. Oh, please. yes. Please not the notebook. And please not the notebook. <laughs> no, it, okay, that was, that's not, not present here. Okay, good. So we're going to be doing Terms of Endearment, Stepmom, and Here on Earth. Stepmom and Here Get on excited. Earth. Get excited. I know we're going to argue about this already because I, you and I have previously discussed Terms <laughs> of Endearment. So I don't, I, I, I'll give you a clean, clean slate. Anything. Maybe you rewatched it and came to your senses. I don't know, but all Let's right. I, I'm interested. Who is in uh, Stepmom? Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember the. I remember his big names, but I'm very excited. I'm excited to try to convince my wife to watch these with me now. Yeah, well, I like tearjerker movies, and in point of fact, I liked the even your bad picks last time, Kelly. The oh, for the classic tearjerkers. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that the? the you did yes. Yeah. Which, love what, what story. Was, yeah, love story. What were your picks for that one? Um, Love Affair, Love Story, and Stella Dallas. Yeah, the only one I didn't like was Stella Dallas, and that was your, it was your good. But anyway. No, it wasn't. Oh, no, it wasn't. Love Affair. Love Affair was my good. Stella Dallas was my ugly. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, I'm remembering that wrong, but either way, that's the only one of those I didn't like, so, yeah. We'll see how you feel this time around. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so this will be our, for December... Um, nice. Yeah. Coming up quickly. Get some too, modern right? tear jerkers right before Christmas. Great. Get, us <laughs> get you in the, the mood for the season. Get us all emotional for Christmas for the season. <laughs> yes. All right. And I guess uh, n- next month we're doing the we're posting the episode eleven of here and there. Yep. Yep. It's ready to so, go. And uh, yeah, cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Over, yeah. Yeah. It should be ready to go. So you, you well, I may be, I may, maybe this month or next month. I'm not sure, but we'll, we'll get one of those. So. And are we officially announcing the next recording and the date? The uh, Yeah, the date and the good news. What's the good news? That it'll be 
reunited and it feels it so good so are we officially is that is that gonna happen kelly is everything everything happening yeah yeah let's okay let's so it. is it monday december 11th i think so yeah unless right. uh, yeah unless okay so happen. monday december School 11th night. kelly's gonna be back in town in texas Woo-hoo. and so we'll do a live podcast at nine o'clock that day um so she'll she'll be kind of jet lagged but <laughs> yes so, entering the same time zone yes if we jet lag <laughs> took long. me a second i was like oh yeah i'm sorry kelly oh wait a second yes yeah, coming all the way Charles. from nashville um shout out to christian deering for listening to us yeah yeah Th- thanks for and, uh, anyone fred. that looked at it. I, I don't even, i can't even see who's actually on there i just see the comments but thank you to everyone that tuned in yeah so everybody good i'm good yeah all right then so I guess we're saying adios and uh, have you a good You can check one. us out at oh, <laughs> it's just awesome.com and on iTunes at Good Bad Podcast. All one word. All one word. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks.